0: So thank you first of all to Tokyo University and also to UNIT who made this possible and organized all that and um, well organized it. Um, I'd like to talk about TT profession and the TT professionals. And I don't know if you ever gave that a thought, but the a baker, you call a baker, a scientist, you call a scientist, A pilot, you call a pilot, and a technology person that works in technology transfer, you call a technology transfer professional. You do not call a baker a bread professional or whatever. So this shows um, how far we are in the development of our profession, not just as a um, little starter. And I think it's um, quite interesting how we're going to develop over the next years. Sorry, that's not in my script. Um, So however, uh, can I have a go with that? Thank you. Let's see. I can do it like that. No problem. Um, I've tried to put this in two parts, this um, talk. One is introducing something about the um, profession in Germany and then about the professionals and the professional development. In Germany, we have a, just to show you the landscape, uh, we have more than 100, 140 universities, and then we also have um, a lot of research institutes, and institutions that actually spend about nine, nearly nine billion euros, um, so that's plus two zeros, I believe, in yen on research. And they do everything from basic research to applied research. All this of course needs um, a good technology transfer structure and historically we did like most countries worldwide, apart believe, from the US and perhaps the UK. Um, before 2000 we did not really have a proper technology transfer structure. So there were some research institutions that actually had a quite good technology transfer, some of those you see on this slide, that's um, Fraunhofer, Max Planck, so the, the research, the large research institutions, Emblem, the European um, organization and the German Cancer Research Center, but most universities actually had small integral uh, knowledge and technology transfer offices, very often only one to two people that were very often failed scientists and not technology transfer professionals. This is a bit polarizing but I think by the end of the day you will find quite a bit of truth in that. Now the government discovered that and thought we have to do something about it. So they spent, since the middle 90s, about 150 million euros nearly now. Um, on structuring and providing infrastructure and structuring technology transfer. So what they did and that they set up, however good or bad that was, uh, regional technology transfer offices. So what you find is um, that the federal state, the kind of um, 16 states, everyone has actually only one technology transfer office, one large technology transfer office that is responsible for all the university. That doesn't always work perfectly, but the idea behind that is that you have um, a quite large capacity, centralized competence instead of building that competence for every small research institute or um, research institution on its own. It also brings lots of disadvantages with it, but this is not what I'm here to discuss now. Um so I'd like to tell you how to how um to how we develop uh, knowledge and technology transfer professionals in Germany for that, I think some people said that you have to have major skills i think the it was mentioned i believe law science and research and um whatever was the fourth one, I can't remember whether I think there were three or four, but I've kind of looked at that in more detail and what I have found is that in terms of law you need contract lawyers, IP lawyers, equity lawyers, experts, and you need to have knowledge on science and research, you need business development competence, spin-off coaching competence, we have for example two analysts in our company, you need funding experts, you need advocacy, You need to play basketball, actually not really, but you do do need to have quite a few skills that you summarize in one person or in in a few persons. Also, this is perhaps something that's worth another thought, that the technology profession is not like it used to be 10, 20 years ago. You basically had a licensing professional. But now, in our office, we have five or six different um, categories of people that are working actually in... Total different fields. So this is a, a, a big task, also a change in terms of um, professional development. So the, the truth is that the technology transfer professionals in Germany actually were mainly uh, learning their job by learning by doing. So in the last 10 years, more and more training courses were offered. Interesting enough, in Germany, we sourced the ta- training courses not within, but from without. So we went to uh, ASTP Proton, as for example one provider, or to Praxis Unico to get our education because we have no um, internal or no. The Technology Alliance, Association of German Technology Transfer Professionals, actually does not provide as yet courses. So we got these in from the outside. Uh, So, I've pointed that out, so we have also not, for example, like France has no specific national degree. You can't do a master's in technology transfer profession. We also don't have a standard for KTT professionals in terms of a German standard for our professionals. This is provided by by others, which which we've heard, by ATTP, RTTP. And we have no national funding for KTT professional training at present. So this is why it is very difficult to to get from this learning by doing stage to a really good professional standard. So what are the ways to a professional standard? And I think this is the most important step that we have to take in the next few years in the technology transfer profession to be recognized and to be aware of a certain minimum standard and to define uh, what that standard is going to be. I think most advanced in that is at the moment the Alliance of Technology Transfer Professionals with their recognized technology transfer professional um, kind of certification. So that re recognizes and promotes KTT professionals, but it also approves training to acquire the uh, skills um, for knowledge and technology transfer professionals, and it sets a global standard for our profession. But there are others that are kind of coming now after. One is the European Knowledge and Transfer Society, and they have a, adopted a different scheme. They have a three-tiered system of uh, basically beginners, uh, experts, or professionals and then um, skilled experts with exams. So you have to sit, like for example for the CLP as well, for the Certified Licensing Professional, an exam to get to that standard. The only problem with the UKTS is that it actually does not really exist as yet. It's a pilot project that is going to be introduced and set into practice in March this year. I think they'll start that in Brussels and roll that out. With that, um, basically already at the end, but the take-home message, the translator asked me what is my take-home message, is that we do need a, perhaps not a total global standard, but we do need a very good standard for each uh, jurisdictions, for technology transfer professionals, what they're doing, and um, how we can recognize them better in the future. Thank you very much.